Word Machine. Welcome to the third episode of Word Machine, the podcast that looks to put poetry in conversation. Episode three is the first episode that we're going to have a guest reader. Uh, today we're going to have uh, Yago Escura, who is a poet. He is also an adult services librarian at the Vernon branch of the Los Angeles Public Library in sunny South Central Los Angeles. He is a former NYC teaching fellow and an ALA Spectrum scholar who happens to publish the poetry, fiction, and prose of authors from Las Americas in Inchas de Poesia with uh, Jim Heavily and Jennifer Thoreau. Um, his Spanglish blog, uh, Spicaresque, has some of his musings and poetry as well. Yago's poetry has appeared in Huizache, Queli, Palabra, Borderlands, Lungful, Combo, Lit, U.S. Latino Review, Second Avenue, Exquisite Corpse, Shield, and Slope. So we are going to first hear a poem from Yago um, that I'm going to read, and then we will hear his selections for two poems to put in conversation. Scotch Tape Releases X-Ray Power by Iago Escuda Title of October 23rd, 2008 article in Science section of the New York Times Devoid of purpose, porpoises trace the shoals Likewise, snipers always do their thinking in supple temples even plumbers understand. Natural gas mains quicken suicide allure. And steaks. Steaks don't understand nothing but blanket sauce. Photons create energy as they de-adhere. Trust me, enough energy. You can x-ray your finger in the nimbus of the unspooling. Byzantine charges don't alarm applicants with fetid credit. They just slap them on like some cast patina, like lotosluge. You still haven't inquired as to the why, the what of this seedling. This is a prerogative un of unearned providence, a trophy-coated plaque. It reads, lies sustain the surely seasoned despite surmise. Maybe something I might make in my mind a something short of nuance. So I got to catch up with Iago in the stairwell of a historic hotel here in Los Angeles, and I uh, got him to read two poems for us. Uh, the first was called I Should Like to be Hanged on a Summer Afternoon by Carl Sandburg, and the second, a Spanish poem uh, that he also reads in translation, is Piedra Negra Sobre Una Piedra Blanca by Cesar Vallejo. So again, here is Yago Cura reading for us here on Word Machine. I Should Like to be Hanged on a Summer Afternoon by Carl Sandburg. I've often thought I should like to be hanged on a summer afternoon in daylight, the sun shining and bands playing in a park or on a public square or main street corner, everybody in town looking on and talking about it. Newspaper extras spelling my name in tall headlines telling the town I am getting hanged. And I smile to the sheriff and say he will be laughed at if the rope breaks. And he goes puttering, solemn, doing a duty under the law. 
feeling the ropes, searching corners, testing scantlings. And before the cap is drawn over my head, and before my feet are tied for the straight drop, when I'm asked if I have any last word to say before I go to meet my God and Maker, I speak in a cool, even voice, fixing my eyes maybe on some dark-eyed mother in the crowd, a grown, dark-eyed daughter leaning against her. I speak and say, I am innocent and I'm ready to meet my God face to face. I've often thought I should like to be hanged that way on a summer afternoon in daylight, the sun shining and bands playing. Piedra Negra sobre una Piedra Blanca by César Vallejo Me moriré en París con aguacero Un día del cual tengo ya el recuerdo Me moriré en París y no me corro Tal vez un jueves como es hoy de otoño Jueves será porque hoy jueves que proso estos versos, los húmeros me he puesto a la mala y jamás como hoy me he vuelto con todo mi camino a verme solo. César Vallejo ha muerto, le pegaban todo sin que él le haga nada, le daban duro con un palo y duro también con una soga. Son testigos los días jueves y los huesos húmeros, la soledad, la lluvia, los caminos. This is a translation of Piedra Negra sobre una Piedra Blanca by César Vallejo. It's by poet Paul Muldoon, and he's titled it Testimony. I will die in Paris on a day the rain's been coming down hard, a day I can even now recall. I will die in Paris. I try not to take this too much to heart on a Thursday, probably in the fall. It'll be like today, a Thursday. A Thursday on which, as I make and remake this poem, the very bones in my forearms ache. Never before, along the road, have I felt more alone. Cesar Vallejo is dead. Everyone used to knock him about, they'll say, though he'd done no harm. They hit him hard with a rod and also a length of rope. This will be borne out by Thursdays, by the bones in his forearms, by loneliness, by heavy rain, by the aforementioned roads. Yeah, Cesar Vallejo and uh, Sandberg are not two that I I would have thought to put together, but well, you know, it probably wasn't wasn't even my idea. I, like I said, we were talking about earlier, like classes we took in, in grad school that really kind of changed our lives. This is one of them, and I think um, it's probably Martin's class. You know, where he, where I saw probably these two Martinez Bar, yeah, yeah, yeah. These these two um, poems um, kind of uh, play side by side, um, and so you know, um, I don't know, you know, uh, Sandberg. Um, is like a master and he's not really a dude that we read too much. A lot of the, his work as a journalist is probably detracts from maybe his work as a lyrical poet, you know, and 
and, and, and maybe the other way too, you know, maybe that works both ways, you know. Um, but um, I think we probably see him just like as a man of letters instead of as a poet. Um, but you know, that's okay. I mean, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. You know, it's all, it's all gravy, right? That's an in interesting distinction, the man of letters versus a poet. Well, you know, the other thing um, that I think Martin's class was, was good for was that the idea that, like in the American canon, you know, the modern era starts with like the wasteland. And so it's like, that's kind of like the gospel. And, and that's great, you know, but I mean, there were other writers at the time in, in Paris who were kind of making things happen, who were friends with the right people and who were kind of attending the right salons and shit. So, you know, um, I mean, I, I think more Vallejo, you know, is kind of more of an usher into the kind of modern poetry world than, than um, even, um, you know, um, Prufrock was, you know. So, but I mean, um, you know, for me, he's just like the super political guy who's also very lyrically gifted, um, you know, so, because I think sometimes in American letters that you have to kind of choose. You can be political or you can be innovative, but you can't be both. And it's um, it's kind of a shame, you know, because I think there's room for both. Um, there's shit. This is 2016. There's room for uh, you know um, musicals written about Alexander Hamilton, that, you know, that 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 are that have its basis in hip hop. So I mean. Um, there's so much that, that can be done. So he's, he's very versatile. I mean, I, I still can't understand half a tros, you know, a trilce. I, I really don't even get it, and I don't think most people do. But, you know, that's kind of a testament to um, kind of how, how, <laughs> how deep into the kind of self that he was willing to go, I feel, you know. Um, definitely a, a, a person going deep, deep, deep into self. So both of these very different poets were kind of speaking or for foretelling their death. Um, they do it in, in pretty different ways. Are you um, obviously interested enough to put them together, but what, what was sort of the, the discovery or the thought about putting these two different approaches to, to, to looking at your own death together? You know, I just, um, I uh, appreciate the kind of utter artifice of it all. Um, it's, um, they're making this beautiful kind of argument that is completely rooted in imagination there's there's no you know most people um you know die you know crossing the street and get hit by the bus it's you know I, I like to think that we have these heroic kind of overtures in our life um and and many of us do um, many of us don't uh, and sometimes even the small things are heroic you know um but you know what i what i really enjoy is almost like the propaganda of, of how to live a life you know and, and this is how you should live it and these are the way you should die. And I, I think both of these guys are really exemplary for that. I mean, they were examples. They kind of, they lived the life, they, they wrote about it, they were about it um, in their writing, in, in their life, and in their morals, and their kind of, you know, compass and, and all that good stuff. Um, so aesthetically, politically, um, you can say something profound politically and, and not have to be pigeonholed. Um, you can make it aesthetic and beautiful, um, even if it is political. And that's what a lot of uh, the poets, especially um, black poets now, are kind of, I feel, teaching the American canon um, that, you know, you can be imaginative, political, and lyrical at the same time. And you don't have to be Eric B., you know, or, or Rakim. You could be someone, you can be a poet and, and not just a performer of poetry. Uh, again, this is Yago uh, Cura, who came to us uh, uh, via uh, Interest of Poesia, which is a, a poetry journal that we've uh, um, loved to connect with before. 
Word machine. Word machine. I cannot be la máquina de palabra. Uh, word machine. Say it with me. Word machine. Word machine. Word machine. Word machine.